Oh, hallelujah. We serve a great big God. He is a great big God. So awesome, so wonderful. There's joy in the house of the Lord. I love that song, because there is. We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter his courts with praise. We come into his house and there is joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So when we come into his presence, we come in rejoicing and the Lord strengthens us. If you don't feel like rejoicing yet, that's okay. The word of God is coming and let the word of God penetrate your heart. And as the word of God comes in, the word of God is like a river of life. The word of God brings healing. The word of God brings deliverance. The word of God can do what no man can do by the spirit of God. So today I want you to get ready. I want you to be expecting and I wanna take a minute to talk about expectation. Today, I, I, I was thinking, what's the title of this message? And I was thinking, you know, um, uh, how to set your, re- your, your rudder, you know, how to set your rudder, how to direct your rudder, you know, and, and I'm thinking about the, the word of God and how the tongue is described in James as being like the rudder on a ship that you set your course, you set your direction. Now, oftentimes when we talk about our words or our tongue, we talk about the power of life and death being in the tongue. So, so then we go to speak and we recognize, uh-oh, you know, what am I saying? You know, God, I remember when I first got saved, someone gave me a book called Hung by Your Tongue. So I read this book and right away I was totally convicted about all the rubbish coming out of my mouth. That all these things that I was saying that were negative, grumbling, complaining, just totally confessing the wrong things because I didn't understand how this worked. So I immediately said, Holy Ghost, help me put a guard over my tongue so that I only speak the things that are pleasing to you. So the Lord started convicting me and I would be in the middle of some story with people gossiping, grumbling, whatever it was. And I'd be in the middle of telling this story and getting to the punchline now. And then I'd feel the, of the Holy Ghost saying, Gail, stop, stop. You know, and then I I had to stop because I'd been praying that the Lord would help me not to do this. So you know how it is. You're in the middle of a story. You're at the punchline and then everyone says, and, and, oh, I I don't know. I don't know. Because I I can't keep talking because I asked God to help me. So I looked like a fool because I won't finish the story. But then that happens a few times and you start to get better ears to hear the Holy Ghost. So then you get to the place where you're like, oh, and you haven't even said anything yet, but you're already convicted by God, and so you don't say it. So I learned to stop saying certain things, but there was a problem with this, which I didn't realize for many, many years to come. Your tongue is your rudder. You need a rudder. Your tongue needs to speak. Your tongue sets the direction and sets the course for your life. Speaking is not bad. Speaking is important and it's necessary. But what are you speaking? Because God wants to use your tongue. 
but the devil wants to use your tongue. And you have to choose how your words are gonna be used because your words are gonna set the course for your life. Your words are choosing the direction that you're gonna go in. So you want to speak, but you want to speak the right words. You wanna speak the word of God over your life. You wanna make positive confessions. You wanna decree and declare a thing and it shall come to pass. You want your tongue to be set. So we wanna set the rudder on our ship today, amen? And I wanna start by saying, this starts with, we have an expectation. I want you to speak what your expectation is. What is it that you want from God? What are you believing for God? What do you need a breakthrough in your life? Because I want you to get that expectation stirred up inside of you, not only for this morning and tonight and Wednesday night, but the whole week that, that Evangelist Ryan will be here, or I know him as Pastor Ryan, he will be here. And, and I wanna encourage you, when he comes, do not miss a meeting. It is two weeks away. Look at your calendar, rearrange whatever you need to, to make it a priority to be at every meeting. I love Pastor Ryan. I love his preaching. You will love his preaching. It is life. It is life. It is life. It will lift you up. You will be set free. He has an anointing on his life that when he ministers, people are healed. When he ministers, addiction breaks off. When he ministers, people are set free. So if you know anybody who needs a breakthrough in their life, anybody who needs an encounter with the Holy Ghost, make sure that they get here. But first, make sure you get here. Do whatever you need to do to say, God, I'm making room for the anointing. I'm not just just going to come and tap my foot in the pool and say that was enough and keep on going. I'm going to dive in and I'm going to get all you have for me. There's something about committing to God and setting aside time specifically for him that even now start praying about those areas of your life and what you're expecting God to do. Have an expectation Matthew 5, 6, this is a powerful scripture. Everybody doing okay? Hallelujah. Matthew 5 and verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You make a determination Every service, I'm coming in and I'm not leaving the same way I came. I'm coming in with an expectation. Enough is enough. I need things to change in my life. When you are hungry, you will be filled. When you are thirsty, you will be satisfied. You, when you, but you have to hunger and thirst. If you're not hungry, you don't eat. You had Thanksgiving, you stuff yourself. And then afterwards, people are like, do you want some of this? And you're like, oh, no, I can't, I can't, like, I can't. Many people fill up on things of this world. And so they don't have a hunger for the things of God. They don't have an appetite for the things of God. But this is a law right here. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. There's a law of hunger. Whatever you hunger for, you will be filled with. So if you hunger after God, you hunger after his righteousness, you will be satisfied because it's a law. So what are you hungry for this morning? What are you expecting from the Lord this morning? If you have a quesera attitude, you're going to get a quesera answer. Eh. You go into the buffet, food everywhere. Eh. You go over and you pick and you get a little of this. Somebody else is feasting. And it's not that you can't. Even this morning, whatever you need, you can receive. If you're expecting it. What are you looking for? What are you hungering for? If you need healing in your body, healing is here. If you need joy, joy is here. You need to be set free, the deliverer is here. You don't need to leave with any want in your life for he said, I am the Lord, he, the God is your Lord. He is your shepherd, you shall not want. You shall not want. But what are you hungry for? What are you expecting? You will get what you expect. So if you're expecting nothing, you leave and you go, ah, that was nice. So they had this girl, she came in and preached. I don't even remember her name. Anyway, she took too long. She shouted a lot. I'm excited to go home. And, then, and that's all you're gonna get out of it. But if you came here and said, I didn't come for who was the preacher. I came for the king of kings. I came to meet with my Lord and my savior. I came for a healing. I came to be delivered. I came so that all those barriers on my life that I don't even know what it is that blocks me from being all he's called me to do. I don't know what it is. I can't get any further, but I came this morning and I said, God, enough is enough. And that barrier is being broken today. Then you will leave here and that barrier will be down. So what are you expecting? What are you hungry for? What are you thirsty for? Today is your day. Say, today is my day. I'm expecting. Thank you, Jesus. Hunger is an important part of your walk with God. You can never allow yourself to lose your hunger. You have to place a demand on the anointing. And when I talk about hunger, I'm talking about your desire for God, your desire for the word of God, your desire to worship him, your desire to meet with him. Where's your desire level at for God himself? You wake up and you're like, God, I just, I want to worship you. I need you. Lord, I can't help it, but I love you so much because you first love me. You love me. Lord, whatever you want, I'll do it. I do it. When you know how loved you are, love is so powerful. People, people fall in love and they'll do anything for their spouse because they love them. They'll do anything for them. A parent loves their child. They'll do anything for their child. Well, when you fall in love with God, you say, God, I'll do anything you want. When you get filled with his love, 
And we come to him, and, and if you don't feel that, you can say, Lord, I need a fresh baptism of your love. I need to know the length and width and depth and height of your love. Because when he fills you with his love, there's nothing else that you will want. You'll just be there. Oh, I love you, Lord. You'll be pouring out your heart. And you'll, whatever, God, take that from me. I'll change this area. I'll change that area. Because you respond to his love. You get a desire for him. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to say in your heart, I want you to say out loud, say, I've come to receive. I've come to receive from the Lord today. I didn't come to just listen. <laughs> I came to receive. Thank you, Jesus. Let him touch you today. Let him touch you. James chapter 4 and verse 8. He says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You want more of God, you draw near to him. You spend time with him and he will draw near to you. See, God's always there, but it's us. We're the ones who step away and we step close. But God's always there wanting to spend time with us. He's always ready. But it's us. Draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 11 and verse 9, it says, For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I've found that one of the keys in setting our rudder is knowing the word of God. You have to be in the word of God every day. The word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. You don't know where to step if you're not in the word of God. The word of God directs your steps. The word of God lights your way. You need the word of God to have knowledge to know what to do, amen? We need the word. And it all starts with the word. So if you don't have an appetite for the word, say, Lord, give me a hunger for your word. I'm sitting down. I'm going to open my Bible every day. I'm going to meet with you. Why? Because Jesus is the word made flesh. When you sit down and you open the Bible, you're not just reading a book. You're meeting with Jesus Christ himself. And he's speaking to your heart. And he wants to fill you with knowledge. The Lord is coming back for a glorious church. And you don't want to be left behind. There were many people that walked with Jesus. There were more than 120 people that walked with Jesus. But yet on the day of Pentecost, how many were there? Just the 120. Where was everyone else? Where was their hunger? Where was their expectation to receive from the Lord? Jesus didn't just say, you 120 come to the upper room. That was open. Many could have come. Many could have come. But where were they? You want to be there. 
you're going to be there. Say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to receive all that God has for me. Amen. His word is a lamp on your, to your feet and a light to your path. This is not the time to be wandering around in the world. This is not the time for Jesus is coming soon. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot and without wrinkle. And he's coming soon. If you look at the signs of the times, even the world who even atheists are asking, what does the Bible say? During COVID, they said Bibles went off the shelves in all of the Walmarts, Targets, everywhere. Bibles were all sold out because the world all of a sudden remembered that they once heard that there would be an end of times and they wanted to find out what does that last book in the Bible say? Are we there? The world is ripe and ready to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Jesus is coming back soon. He's coming back for a glorious church. He's coming back for a pure bride, a pure, spotless bride. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, what are you hungry for? What are you thirsty for? What is your expectation? The Word of God is going to grow in every area of life, in any area that you've been getting attacked in. You don't need to be attacked in it anymore. The word of God has the solution. Amen? In Luke, let's see here. I want to go, Luke chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 5 and in verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. Launch out into the deep. I want to encourage you that in these meetings this week and in two weeks when Pastor Ryan comes, I want to encourage you to launch out into the deep. The answers to what you're believing God for are in the deep. You've got to go deep with God, not a casual Christianity. You can't hang out on the shore. You need to launch out into the deep to get the answers. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. He was an experienced fisherman. And he said, I've done everything a great fisherman knows to do. And we caught nothing. I've been working hard. I did that. I've done that. Been there. Bought the t-shirt. Many of us have that attitude. Oh, I've been to a week of revival before. Oh, I've heard that preacher before. Oh, I bet it's going to be another night of Holy Ghost and fire. Roll on the floor and laugh. Yup, did that before. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Well, then you're not going to get anything. I've been there. But what did he say? He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats. And so they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. The answers are in the deep. God wants to take you into the deep with him. As you dive into the word of God, he'll take you deeper and deeper. There's things you know, you only know the surface level. You can't just come to church on a Sunday and think you walk in all that God has for you. You need to walk with him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When you walk with him every day and you say, God, I'm going deep. I'm going deep. What is it that you need from him? The answer is in the word, but you have to go deep. Anyone work in the oil fields? Is the oil hanging out on the surface of the ground? Is it all over the surface? Or do you have to go deep? You got to dig a bit. You have to dig a bit. But when you dig, you'll hit oil. But it's not, oil's not hanging out on the surface. Precious gemstones, not hanging out on the surface. You have to dig. You want the depth of God? The Bible says deep calls on to deep. The depths of God is calling out to the depths of you, saying, I have the answer. If you're willing to launch into the deep, if you're willing to kick out and go a little bit further, I have the answer for you. There is nothing that you can't do when you dive into the word and you say, I'm going to go deep with you, God. I'm willing to change. I'll make whatever adjustments you show me. When you make the adjustments, he'll show it to you but you have to do it. It's not a casual Christianity. If you want to walk in the fullness of what God has for you, and it's not something you have to get out there. Oh, I need a healing. I need a healing. Healing's inside of you. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a new creation. You receive that full redemption inside of you. You have to just pull it out. But you have to go deep. Deep with God. Deep with Him. So that you can get deep. When you get deep in the Word, you get deep in Him. You will see that healing manifest on the outside. You will see the blessing of God manifest on the outside. But everything happens first on the inside. He says, I desire that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Your soul your, your, is your mind, your emotions. Because what happens when you get born again? Your spirit, soul, and body, okay? So you get born, born again. You are a spirit. Your spirit man is instantly made new. 
You are a new creation, a new species. You're a child of God. But you live in this body and you have a mind and your mind is outdated. You need upgraded software. You need to upgrade the system. How do you upgrade the system? With the word of God. You know, because what happens to a lot of believers? You get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Snooze, snooze, snooze. I, I don't want to read the word today. I know, God, I told you I'd get up 20 minutes early to read the word and worship and spend some time with you. But I'm so tired. Uh, because your body's the same body it was. Higher to do the things of God because you have a new spirit. So when you renew your mind with the word of God, now your mind and your spirit team up together and it's two against one and your body loses. Your body is forced to come in line with the word of God. So you have to upgrade the software system. Get your mind on board. Your spirit man is in charge. Come on, body. Come on, mind. Upgrade the software. I'm blessed. Okay. All right, God. So I'm, I'm going to love. I'm going to walk in love. Be patient. I'm going to be forgiving. Oh, I forgive you. I love you. I forgive you. Inside you, my, okay, Lord. Yep, yep, yep. We're working on it. Love them. Forgive them. Bless them. You know, and, and we just, we keep moving. And as you do that, the, the mind gets upgraded. Your mind gets renewed. And as your soul prospers, your health prospers. Your finances prosper, your family prospers, your relationships prosper, marriages are restored, all kinds of things. Children come back to the Lord. The whole ripple effect, because it's meant for every realm of life, every area of your life to break through. Amen? God wants to break through. So one of the things I liked here, let's go to 1 Peter 1. And verse 23, the word of God is a seed. The word of God is a seed. In Genesis, the Lord spoke. He said, let the earth bring forth grass. Let the earth bring forth. He spoke. He spoke a seed into the earth and then the earth produced grass. He spoke a seed into the earth and then the earth produced animals. He spoke a seed into the earth and the earth produced. So you set the course with your tongue. Your tongue is going to call forth those things that are not as though they were. Your tongue is the rudder on your ship. And you're choosing your direction today. You're choosing your expectation today. But 1 Peter 1, 23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed. See, it's seed. When you're born again, you get a seed, but not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You received the seed of Jesus Christ when you got born again. You received everything in your full redemption package inside of you. Amen. There's the story about the sower and the seed in the gospels. And then he says, and the, the seed was put in this ground and it was thorny, put in this ground and it was stony, put in this ground and it was like good soil. You know, there's all the different soils. 
What kind of soil are you? Because the word of God is the seed. Whatever area you want breakthrough in your life, go find the scriptures on that. Get yourself three, four, get as many as you want, but get yourself at least three scriptures on whatever area and meditate on it. Chew on the word of God. Speak the word to yourself again and again. Why? Because just like God spoke and the word went into the earth and the, then the earth produced after its kind, it was already in the earth, but the Lord spoke and the seed went in the earth, that that seed must go in the earth to produce. You are the earth. You are the soil. When the word of God is planted in you, it activates inside of you what's already there. Just like a man's seed must go in the woman for the woman to produce what was already there. It activates that there's a child It activates that inside of them. So God's word wants to come inside of you and impregnate you with the promises of God, with your covenant. But you don't get pregnant by sitting next to a man. You don't get pregnant by by rubbing shoulders. The treasure is in the deep. If you will launch out in the deep, you say, God, I will not be denied. I'm coming out. I have an expectation. Tonight, Wednesday night, the following week, God, I am not trying you. I am doing your word. I am not trying you for a season. I'm living this word. I will see the promise of this word. I'm going in the deep. And if I have to dig deeper, I will dig deeper. What is your expectation? And then you speak it. In the book of John, Jesus said, you have not yet come to the Father and asked him in my name. But from now on, you're going to go to the Father. You're going to ask him in my name. And whatever you ask him, I will do it so that your joy will be full. So I want you to set your course. Tell the Lord, Father, this is what I want. And you tell him, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, according to your word. And you want my joy to be full. So I expect it in my life and I count it done as of now. I count it done and I rejoice now that it is done in my life. Lord, you said in your word in Mark eleven twenty three and 24, if I say and I believe, then I shall have it. If I do not doubt, will I believe, Lord? And I'm saying, God, so according to your word, that's a second witness that whatever I'm talking to you about, it is done, that my joy is full, that you have given me this already and you speak it forth. You set the rudder on your ship where is your life going don't let your tongue speak those things that you don't want to happen in your life speak what you want to happen call those things that are not but I feel like a liar you're not a liar 
The truth is God's word. You know, oftentimes with sickness, people have trouble because they walk around and they're like, well, I have arthritis, I have this. But, but what does the Bible say? The Bible says that by his stripes, you were healed. The Bible says that by his stripes, you are healed. So you were healed, you are healed. You're always gonna walk in health. He redeemed you from the curse of the law. You are the redeemed. So you have some lying symptoms and they're gonna go. They're going, going, gone because they lie. So these symptoms are trying to get on me, but I reject them. I'm not receiving that package because I am what the word says I am. So you don't have to walk around in denial. I'm in no pain. I have no pain. I'm not saying I don't have pain. I'm saying by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. I don't have to deny. The Bible doesn't say deny things. It says call those things that are not as though they are. Lord, I speak over, you know, this situation in our life. You call, speak life into your family. You speak life into your health. You speak life into your finances. You speak life into all your situations. And you're not a liar because you're speaking the word of God. You're calling things that are not as though they are. They can't become if you don't speak them. Just like the earth wasn't created because God had a thought. It's not about what you think. Yes, your thinking is involved here. Get your thinking lined up. But you have to speak it. Start speaking where you want your life to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to take a look at... I think. Let's go here to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. You can write down, though, Jeremiah 29, 13, and 14. It says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. You will seek me and find me. Amen. You got to launch in the deep. Say, God, I'm going in the deep. I'm coming in the deep. When you seek him, you will find him. When you seek him with all your heart. But that's not a casual Christianity. The treasure is in the deep. The answers are in the deep. Amen. Who here is expecting? Amen. Get ready. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5, and in verse 25, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? 
And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So there's something in this story that's very powerful. You know, in, in the book of Romans, in Romans 10, the Bible says that you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart on the Lord and Jesus and you shall be saved. So there's this connection between what you believe in your heart and when your tongue speaks. I believe that the Lord Jesus, that he is also my healer. Jesus, I believe in my heart that you're my healer. I confess with your mouth that you're my healer. Therefore, I am now healed. By faith, just like I am, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that he's my Lord and Savior. Therefore, I'm saved. It's not based on how I feel. It's based on the word. There's a connection between what we believe and what we speak. That's what Mark eleven twenty three and 24 is talking about, is this connection between your heart and your tongue. So the woman here that was suffering with the issue of blood for all those years, who spent all of her money at doctors, she heard that Jesus was coming. She heard the testimonies and she responded in faith to come to Jesus. But what did she do? It said that she said something. She believed and therefore she spoke. She said, I believe that when I touched the, she believes clothes, there was a connection between her heart and her tongue. And when they united together, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was instantly healed. You can set the rudder of your life. What are you expecting from God? Faith comes by hearing the word. That's why you have to let the word penetrate deep inside of you. You let it get deep inside of you by meditating on it day and night. You chew on the word. You speak it over your life. You decree it. You declare it. You pray it. You keep letting that word go deeper and deeper until it's birthed. Just like the baby comes 10 months later and is birthed because the sperm went deep inside of the woman. When the word of God, the seed of God, the incorruptible seed of God gets deep inside of your heart, you will give birth to the promises of God in your life. Amen? You can set the rudder of your life. Say, Lord... I'm setting the rudder of my life. My tongue will speak your words. And I will see your promises in my life. I will see your redemption package manifested. You got a full package. Get the whole package. I mean, when you go to the buffet, get it all. I mean, they have everything and then you go over and you, you pick and you like get a little, just a little here and there and you're like, no, no, it's okay. I don't need all that. Why? It was all included. It's all paid for. Eat it all. Well, God has the whole package. I mean, you don't go to pizza ranch and then you sit and say, I'll just eat the carrots up from the salad bar. 
You know? You're like, you got all this food. Eat it all. God has a whole covenant for you. Don't nitpick and say, I'll only have this and I'll leave some for us, someone else. God has a whole buffet for each and every one of us. You not taking your part doesn't help someone else get theirs because the only way you have access to it is by launching in the deep. Each and every one of us have access to everything the word of God promises, but it's dependent on how deep will you go. How deep do you want to go with God? How much of the depths of God do you want manifested in your life? Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Someone's getting healed even right now. Somebody's body is being strengthened. Somebody is experiencing the tangible presence of God right now receiving a fresh anointing, a fresh strength on their life, a fresh anointing for this week, a fresh anointing on your life. Whatever you need, whatever you need. He says, whatever. When he says, whatever, whatever is not limited. What do you want from the Lord? He says, ask the Father. In Jesus' name, and you can count it done and rejoice because he's giving it to you. He answered you before you prayed. He's answered you before you called. Answers already on the way. So rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Amen. Psalms 91 in verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells, you've got to dwell there. Don't visit faith. Don't visit the word like you do on a vacation. Don't visit the Bible. Dwell there. Dwell with God. He who dwells, he who dwells, he who abides, abide in the word. Abide in the presence of God. And in verse two, it says, I will say of the Lord, again, setting the rudder, I will say, I will decree, I will declare, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. You say, say you must speak, you must say, you must decree, you must declare. That's how you set your rudder. Amen? Set the rudder on your ship. Set the rudder on your ship. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for each and every one here today. I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. Let the Lord fill you. Let him touch you right now. Let him touch you right now. Right now. Let him fill you with a fresh touch of his presence. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing. I thank you for your anointing touching each one. Right now, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Filling them. Filling them. Let him fill you up. Ha ha, siki sheke. 
Let him fill you. Let him fill you. Thank you, Jesus. Let him fill you. Ha ha. Let him fill you. Let him fill you afresh. Let him fill you. <laughs> Let him fill you. Hey, ha ha, shake, take, take, shake, take, Jesus. <laughs> Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Say, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up. Fresh oil. The fresh anointing. A fresh oil. Last week's touch was good, but I need a fresh touch. Last week's touch was good, but I need a fresh touch. I need a fresh anointing. That's it. Jesus. Never to be the same again. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. While your eyes are closed, I want to ask, if there's anybody here today that you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but today you want to know, you want to know him. You want to enter the family of God. You want to know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Or maybe you're here today and you've walked with God in the past, but right now you're not sure where you're at with God. Something happens, something has taken place, and you're not, you're not as close as you once were. And you just, you, you, you know it. You want to come back. You want to come back to your first love. You want to come back to God. You know you're not right with Him. Or you might be here and, and you, you love Jesus with all of your heart. That you're not good enough. He reminds you of your past. Then I want to pray with you today if you fit in any one of those three categories. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for the first time. Or if you want to make right with God. You want to come back to your first love. Or you want to stop the lies of the devil. I want you to raise your hand right now and say, pray for me. Include me in that prayer. I see that hand. Pray for me. Just say, pray for me. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Include me in that prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I want everyone to look at me. If you didn't raise your hand, but your heart is racing right now, and you know that God is speaking to you, and you want to come back to your first love. You want to make right with God. Whatever the reason, you want to stop the lies of the devil. Or you want to get saved for the first time. And you know God is speaking to you. I want you to raise your hand and say, include me in that prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone that raised your hand, if you could please stand on your feet. Everybody that raised your hand, I want you to stand on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask you just to come and take a step forward, and I'm going to pray a one prayer fits all for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a one prayer fits all. Amen. I want you to close your eyes. Just raise your hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And I want you to pray this prayer with all of your heart. Pray this prayer out loud with me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin and come live in my heart. I believe that you died on the cross, you rose from the dead, and you're coming back for me. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I run to you, Lord Jesus. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. And fill me with a boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. I'm born again. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Well, I want to say congratulations because the Lord has just made you a, everything of creation. Gone. Everything of the old is gone. Everything of the old is gone. Everything has become new. Everything has become new. Father God, I ask you to seal each one right now. That on that day, on that great and awesome day in heaven, that not one will be missing. That right now, every attack against them, I, I break it. Every curse against their lives, I break it. In the name of Jesus, that they go free. In the name of Jesus.